right, so before we run through the whole episode, I wanted to stop and talk about this amazing scene and moment. I mean, there's a lot of good moments in this episode, the big goodbye, and really, like, uh, unexpected wonder. When I started watching this, I said, oh, this is going to be very this, and this episode defied all my expectations. Uh, but in particular, there was just this unbelievable moment. It was at around 4109. And it won't really make sense, so this won't be so much of a spoiler. Maybe it will be, but I don't think so. Plus, this is from like 1989. So, uh, But it's at the very end of the episode and says so much about Jean-Luc Picard in, in a good way. Uh, but Picard and this cop that he's kind of friends with... Uh, It'll make more sense when we're talking about the episode or in uh, Dix's office, T-I-X. And they're saying goodbye because Picard's going back to the Enterprise. And the uh, the cop, spoiler, it is just a simulation or maybe not a simulation. I guess this will be this will be stuff for an interesting podcast to discuss. Uh, but Picard puts on his jacket and his hat as he gets ready to return to the Enterprise. And his cop friend's standing there looking out the window. And John Luke says, geez, I wish I could take you with me, uh, you know, back to the Enterprise. You know, because almost like they've struck up this friendship. And he kind of says, well, I got to, you know, book this guy. Once a cop, always a cop. He's trying to put on a brave face. Uh, but really, these characters, uh, their interaction with the Enterprise... It's kind of like for some of them, even more so, uh, unhinged their grasp of what reality is. And I guess they won't really remember it, which says that's what to me was so striking about what Picard does here is that, uh, I don't know, I really, and I'm not trying to be a fanboy, I guess because I'm not, I, I, like now I hold the utmost respect for Picard. Uh, because his makeup here. So he puts on his jacket and his hat and he says, Geez, I wish I could take you uh, with me. And the character, there's sad music playing, uh, cops looking out the window. And then they turn face to face. They said, Once a cop, always a cop. Picard says, Well, yeah, I got to get going. So. And the cop looks down and says, Oh, I guess this is the big goodbye, huh? And Picard's kind of speechless, and they shake hands, and they hold hands, and the cop takes uh, Picard's hand in both of his, and then uh, the moment comes. And you got to see the acting here, because he says, tell me something, Dix. When you're gone, will this world still exist? I mean, holy Inception Matrix. He goes, the, the police officer, with real fear on his face, this subtle... Uh, fear. He says, will my wife and kids uh, still be waiting for me at home? And Picard still turned back and he's looking at, uh, looking back at him. And he's really well laid. And there's just a split second. And, and in that split second, it literally, I don't know if I paused it the first time I was watching it. I don't think so. Uh, but for me, the the moment stretched out in time because they said, what is Picard going to say? There's this real fear in this character's face. He says, geez, what happens to me when you turn the computer off, basically? And Picard, because he says, I mean, to me, I guess I'm not, I'm not, you know, I clearly if uh, they, they start up a, a Starfleet Academy, don't, you know, I won't be getting a call. 
Because I said, okay, is Picard going to lie? Is he going to dismiss the question? Or is he going to answer it honestly? And he really has nothing to lose except for what what makes him Jean-Luc Picard by lying or not answering or telling the guy what he wants to hear. I guess there's two kind of lies, you know, he could tell him. But instead, he he gives him the real truth. He says, because he says, so the guy says, geez, what's going to happen to me? Avocards could say, oh, you're going to be fine, or, oh, yes, this simulation goes on forever, just like it was real. Don't worry one bit. And then, boom, he shuts it off or whatever. Uh, but he has this look on his face, and he says, honestly, I don't know. And he has this unsure, pained look on his Oh, man, I'm looking at it right now. And they cut kind of back and forth, and they both, the character looks down with pain on his face. A fear of the unknown, I guess. And Picard says, goodbye, my friend. And the character, uh, whose name, of course, I can't remember. He can't even speak back. And then Picard walks off, and the the lights go out, and the doors close. And then we might as well go right into the conclusion. Then Picard, in a raincoat, uh, a suit, uh, in a hat, he comes out of the ship, and they're waiting for him to broadcast this message. He loosens his tie, puts his hands on his hips. He's got suspenders, and he does this perfect uh, uh, Yar- Yaradin uh, greeting. And I guess we'll talk about it because there's a couple more interesting things. But that that was just the moment for me. That, that just, just uh, I don't know. It was a great, great moment. Uh, but let's go to the top of the episode. This is called uh, The Big Goodbye. I, I didn't write down which episode it was. Uh, but it's from season one, like in the seven, eight, nine episode range. And this open, the Enterprise pulls into the screen and it says, uh, Captain's personal log. I think it's not. I think it's first officer's log because the episode's playing in the background. Wait a second. Dixon Hill's office. Oh, you know what? I'm in the wrong spot of my notes. That's why. Oh, boy. Okay, it was only one page back. It opens with Riker, exclamation point, very purple clouds, first officer's log. We're about to make a brief contact with the Dorada, a reclusive insect-like race known for its idiosyncratic attitude towards protocol. The Dorada demand a precise greeting from Picard, and their language is most unusual. The slightest mispronunciation is regarded as an insult. And then it zooms into Riker's brow, and then right after it gets into Riker's brow, it cuts to Counselor Troy training Picard on the Urardian grammar. And it says, well, it is an insect mind, sir, you know, because Picard's like, I don't get it. You know, this is very overwhelming, trying to learn this grammar and be perfect. And she says, you know what, you, you should take a break, Captain. You need a diversion. And she says, we just up- upgraded the uh, the holiday. Kevin, you've been looking forward to checking that out? And Picard says, Dixon Hill. And she says, it's all ready. And then so he, he goes up to the holodeck. He says, uh, load up Dixon Hill, San Francisco, California, 1941. Uh, Dixon Hill, P.I. And then we get a captain's personal log, uh, 
And he steps into this dingy office. There's great sound design here. There's typewriters and there's phones ringing, even though it's late at night, I guess. And uh, his secretary's leaving. She says, very funny, Dix. Uh, you see, because he looks like he's dressed up as a bellboy. And Picard, who's totally on the spot, he, he's so genuine sometimes that he says, oh, boy, yeah, totally inappropriate. I should have changed. Uh, but, but we have this, like, noir Chinatown thing going, Philip Marlowe-esque. And the secretary's like, there's a woman in your office. She go, There's a joke about it. She says, nice legs. And Picard says, what do you mean? She goes, no, no, her legs. And Picard goes into his office, and the woman has a lot of stoles on her, whatever, those fur things. Those have fallen out of fashion. And she says, uh, I need your help, Mr. Hill. And what does this say? E-M-A-E-A-E. I don't know what that means. It, Mr. Hill, E-M-A-E, it's is out. Oh, maybe she says uh, someone's, uh, I don't know. She, but she needs his help. Then it goes to, uh, it, like, it, Picard's like, oh, you need my help. Then the episode opens, uh, the big goodbye. Then the Enterprise pulls into the screen. And it's Captain's personal log. Geez, I'm delighted how this good this holodeck is. A fictional world of Dixon Hill, 20th century detective, hero of mine since childhood. Flawless illusion. Uh, the characters I meet are generated by the computer, of course, but they feel real and they seem real in every way. And then we go back to, 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 to take, you know, this noir, noir scene. He, Picard's thinking. He's got his hand to his, hand to his, like his thumb to his mouth. His client's talking, and she's like, I don't know who's out to get me. He goes, a lover, perhaps? And she says, or Cyrus or Redblock. Maybe I'll just tell you. And then she says, name your fee. And Picard says, $20 a day plus expenses. And she goes, yeah, how's 100 cover for now? And then she kisses him on the lips, a very red lipstick gets on him. And then they cue the music as she walks out. And then Picard stays there a second to enjoy, like, the, the scenery and the desk. He looks out the windows, and there's sound design out the windows. And he says, the computer exits. And he collapses and rubs his hands together. Then there's a knock-knock, and he says, hey, you'll have to come back. Some guy's like, Mr. Hill, I get to see you. Uh, this was funny. He goes, I'm not dressed. I'm in my office, but I'm not dressed properly. And then Picard's out, but then the guy just walks into his office. And then Picard, side gone. I don't know what that says. Picard sieves the game. But he struts back uh, into the ship. Uh, he's got a face full of makeup. This was a good thing. This was a great scene. It's in 9.03. I guess the observation lounge. I don't know. That's where they have their crew meetings. I don't have a a good hold on what's on the ship yet, but, uh, 903 Picard's like all excited, just like a kid. So genuine. He said, this holodeck is awesome. And he goes, there's even automobiles. You got to see this. This is 903 Worf says automobiles. Like it, it, I fell out of my chair laughing. It's worth it. If you're down, just go to 903 and watch him. Worf say automobiles. He doesn't say it like that. And Data explains, you know, what it is. Uh, 
What does this say? Wesley. Oh, Wesley's cracking up even. Like, like Picard's so happy that even Wesley makes Wesley happy. Oh, and then Data also says, oh, this also cracks up Wesley. So Data says, well, that's a transportation, ancient Earth device for transportation, also virility, also teenage mating rituals go on there. And Wesley says, teenage mating rituals? Uh, Then Picard says, hey, Dr. Crusher, would you like to uh, uh, come with me? And she's pleased. But then he's, she's crestfallen after that because he says, and get that, the, I didn't even know this. I put rando ship historian. He goes, get that historian to come with us too. And he goes, Data, get on that. And Data says, should I tell him? He goes, no, 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 invite him. Uh, then Dr. Crusher's look of frustration uh, was funny. Oh, then he talks about getting kissed and Dr. Crusher's like, really, really? And then any, and then Picard's like, anyway, on to the briefing, you know, when they talk about the Jardinian being so easily irritated and Datus wants Picard to watch a video of the last time they met the Jardarians, but everyone's like, why? Picard's like, no, no, I don't want to see that. Uh, then we have Data and Jordy talking about Dixon Hill. Uh, Data's like, I find this character puzzling. And LaForge says, it's just like Sherlock Holmes, but in the 20th century. And Data says, but was his modus operandi not dissimilar? Worth investigating. And Jordy says, indubitably, my dear Data, indubitably. Very funny, uh, cute, cute, cutesy funny, but in a good way. Let's see, I lost my spot here. Medi, indubitably. Uh, then Data gets a complete text of Dixon Hill novels and memorizes it. Moves his head. I notice he moves his head while he reads. I bet you he would get longer wear. Maybe not. Maybe if he moves his eyes, I don't know what would you know where he gets maximum wear. It seemed like it'd be more mechanical wear moving his head, but maybe not. Then we have Ricard and Whalen. I think is the historian. He says, "Are you ready?" He goes, "Oh, more than ready, sir." And then this just gets funnier. Data rolls up, like, tro- totally in character, versed in, like, street lingo, like a t- total period piece. And then they walk onto the set. Uh, I think there's an ad there. Uh, the street's wet. I always wonder, like, at night on movies or TV sets and maybe even movie sets, the streets are always wet. And they walk out on the street. There's this cool portal effect where the door from the holodeck's still there, and then it disappears. But again, really uh, advanced. For I mean, I mean, in my opinion, it looked great. And they look at some cars, and then they go, they go up to the newsstand, and the guy says, "Hey, Dick's house tricks." And uh, so cute. And then he, he, he this was oh, this was, was Picard. He goes. Uh, say, Mac, I would like to buy a newspaper, but I don't have any money. And the guy says, don't worry about it. And then they're reading about World War II and Joe, Joe DiMaggio. And I said, the guys started talking about it. So I kind of felt like I didn't know if that was a rule. I mean, this is very Westworld, too. Uh, but they start breaking the illusion and, uh, what does this say? Seize the chicken is gone. Seize the care. Uh, but they also mentioned that data's from South America. 
Data sees the care. Picard sees the character is gone. History guy is removed. I don't know what that means. Uh, something. I don't know, but they say, hey, don't worry about Data. He's weird. He's from South America. Uh, Picard is fully in illusion, I said. And then the cops roll up on dicks and they say, uh, you, you're going. What am I, I can't read any of my handwriting. You're, you're going downtown. That's what they say. You're going downtown. And everyone's so happy, but they're like, you're placing him under arrest. Like, they're just beside themselves. And he goes, for what? And he goes, for Jessica Bradley. We found your card. And then there's a, a dramatic music. Then we're back on the bridge, status report. And the ship's getting probed, and it's like a heavy probe. It, like, rocks the ship a little bit. Then they get a subspace message from the insects. And Riker says, let me talk to them, even though I'm a subordinate officer. They don't like that. So they cut off the communications. Uh, then this, I cannot, a Geordi, 10-4 and Geordi find captain. Uh, but they send a Geordi to find the captain. Meanwhile, Dr. Crusher is dressed to the nines. And then she goes into the holodeck. But at first it says, enter when, it's glitching. It keeps saying, enter when ready, when ready. And then she walks into the police station, and then she kind of slipped on her heels. Like, I, I guess because I haven't watched Star Trek in uh, The Next Generation enough, but it's like Dr. Uh, Crusher a little bit clumsy. Is that like an ongoing joke? Uh, but she slips and trips, but that just makes her more likable, in my opinion, because I do that all the time. And then Data's like totally doing material. Uh, he says, hiya, Doc, what's cooking, eh? And she goes, I had trouble getting, uh, you know, getting here. Where's the Picard? And he says, he's on ice. And she says, what? He goes, he's being grilled. And she goes, like a fish? And then Waylon says, no, 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 interrogated for a crime. And then she says, what? like, but he's so happy. And she goes, why aren't we all being interrogated? This is really joy, like a joyous stuff, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Like, uh. And then I lost my spot again. They're just so excited. Dr. Crusher, try, then Dr. Crusher sits next to another woman. I couldn't tell if it was his secretary or, uh, but, but she tries to copy the woman's style that she's sitting next to. And then Picard's in his interrogation. Then it cuts to Jordy, who can't get the holodeck to work. And then there's a surprise, of which I don't know what it is. I guess that he can't get it open. Why did I put surprise? Jordy can't get the holodeck to work. A surprise. He said he can't get a hold of them at all or something. Can't open the doors, so we're toast because those insects need to talk to him. I guess the crew's reaction on the bridge was surprise. Then we go to an ad. Uh, then Riker got a log, you know, we can't get a hold of the captain. We got to talk to these friggin' insects and they want perfect grammar and, you know, total chain of command. So he says, you know, we got to get this thing fixed. And Wesley wants to help, but Riker's like, no way, stay on the bridge. And then Troy said, well, he's missing his mother, you know, so like, we'll let him help. Uh, then we're in the interrogation, but Picard seems to be getting bored and then we're outside in the police station, and Dr. Crusher's putting on makeup, and uh, 
There's like this total dirtbag watching her from behind, like making noises, like very, very old school uh, dirtbag material. And she says, is there something on your mind? He goes, oh, yeah, but I'm, I can't be shared in mixed company. He goes, you're a hep-looking broad. And she goes, she goes, is that good? And then he says, it's not bad. And he goes, you like Tommy Dorsey? I got two tickets for the dance. And actually, he hands her gum at some point, and she eats the gum and, you know, almost gets sick. So, so like, she gulps it down. So that was great. Uh, then we have Riker is really mad. He's yelling at the holodeck kind of, uh, while Wesley's trying to get it to work. Millihunt by millimeter. Oh, he, Wesley's going to look millimeter by millimeter, uh, for them. Oh, Riker, I don't think he, Riker just yells down to the holodeck. He goes, Riker to holodeck, Riker to holodeck. Uh, he says, get this done, you know, come on. Uh, then the other cop at the interrogation vouches for Dix. He says, let, let, uh, let, 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 let's release him. If he leaves, and then Picard says, if I leave town, town leaves with me, so you don't got to worry about it. And then Picard tries to smoke a cigarette. Uh, and then the other cop says, "Why, Dix, why don't you come over for dinner sometime with me and the wife and the kids? And uh, then as Picard exits the back room of the station, the history dude is just standing there looking at light fixtures, uh, which was awesome, and uh, really examining them. And Data's looking in the mirror. He's still practicing material. This is just really, I had no idea how good Star Trek The Next Generation is. This is really, there's so many little gems in here. And then you get the, the underlying uh, sensual tension because Picard runs into Dr. Crusher and both of them are breathless. They make lots of eye contact. And uh, she says, having a good time? He goes, I don't know. Almost seems too real. And he goes, you wear it well. I'm glad you could make it. And, you know, then they get into role play. Yeah, clearly, without a doubt, role play. And she says, why, thank you, Mr. Hill. And Picard says, well, maybe we should get back to the ship. And she goes, we're on the ship, of course. And he goes, so we are. And she goes, do we have time to see your office? And he goes, yeah, oh, do we have time? We've got about four minutes, uh, you know. And they both are like, uh, they have hot chests, you know. And then, uh, what's his name? The, the, science, the uh, history guy says, hey, can I come along? And then Data says, yeah, me too, boss. I'd love to have a gander. And they both rolled their eyes, like Picard, and it was just, it was just perfect. I, I was like, holy cow, this show's funny. Well, Crusher rolls her eyes, but Picard does like a what? K look? And then they get to the office, and Mr. Leach is there. He kind of gets the drop on them. Uh, then we go back to Riker interacting with Jordy and Wes, working on fixing stuff. And then we go back to, like, Leech, and who says, you know, you're not going anywhere. Uh, we're going to hang out here and have some fun. And he, everyone is laughing. They're like, what are you kidding me? Like, he's like, you know, like, it's they, they felt like they were in a movie. Like, Leech, this character's like, you're all in big trouble. And they're like, oh, no, we're all in big trouble. Oh, dear. And then the history guy really starts uh, hamming it up. Did I put, oh, Holy Westworld, I put. 
And then Leach, you know, Leach, they, Leach had a, what do you call it, a squirt, like a squirter. And he squirts uh, Waylon. And Waylon says, my shirt actually got wet. I'm going to catch a chill. I got to stay warm. And then they said, the holodeck is, uh, so he gets a, a, a little bit of the chill. So he's to lie down and they try to get blankets on him. And he says, I thought it wasn't real. And then it cuts to a commercial. Uh, then Picard gets a drop on the leech and he says, hey, get out of here. You, you know, you sprayed my friend with water. And Leach goes, well, I see what Mr. Red Black has to say about that. I'm not, you know. Oh, and they're also looking for like a, a MacGuffin or whatever, like a Maltese Falcon type thing. Leach and then Red Black. They say, where is it? Uh, but then they're like, we got to get this guy dry shirts. And they, and they say exit and there's no exits. And then we cut to the bridge and the ship's getting close to the insect meeting place. They're in a standing orbit, and uh, Riker's like, dude, we're running out of time. And then they go back to the office, and they're still looking for an exit, and even because it's a suggestion, and Data says, sir, I'm at a loss. And then Data learns about light cards. What does that mean? Oh, light cords. Data goes, he says, get some light over here. Maybe we could dry, you know, use the incandescence to dry his shirt. And Data pulls, Data doesn't realize the lights have to be plugged in. I mean, that's a good simulation, too, you know, that the light unplugs. And uh, then Leach shows up with Cyrus Redblock, who's played by... Uh, the great Lawrence Tierney, uh, who, who you've probably seen, you know, in a lot of great movies, he plays a tough guy, and he plays a tough guy in this one, Cyrus Redblock. And this is when things really get interesting. Uh, you know, like we flash back, Riker's trying to get, you know, control the ship, and uh, like, uh, the, you know, Jordy and Wesley are still working really hard, and Jordy's trying to be patient. Uh, but what was weird is that Cyrus Redblack supposedly may or may not know Dixon Hill, but he introduces himself. He says, "Good day, Mister Hill. I'm Mister Cyrus Redblack," and uh, he see he starts making a speech. He goes, "Life is an endless stream of choices. Unfortunately, you've chosen to make mine more difficult." And he says, "Do you, do you have the hidden thing here?" And Picard says, "No." And he says, well, uh, we're going to look around if you don't mind. And Crusher says, you, why are you asking if you're just going to do it? And Red Black says, good manners, ma'am, are never a waste of time. Civility, always civility. And uh, then uh, he says, uh, uh, Leach says, oh, Picard was picking on me. And Red Black says, for every action, there is an equal and opposite uh, Reaction, a Newtonian truism you've obviously neglected. And I don't know if that was a hidden thing in there. I didn't, I didn't think about it till just now. Uh, then the other cop shows up and uh, he's got a bottle of uh, scotch to drink with dicks. And uh, he says, geez, I guess you forgot to throw out the trash. And Red Black says, I don't tolerate disrespect. And Data goes, your devotion to etiquette is highly admirable, sir. However, your methods leave much to be de desired. Let me just check here. Tolerable. Yeah, and then 
uh, things get really weird at first because he says, what do we have here? They go, you look terrible. They're talking to Data. And Red Black says, where are you from? And Leech says, where, where were you hatched? And Data says, I was created on a planet. And Picard says, Data. And he goes, South America. I'm from South America. And Red Black says, I've been all over the world. I've never seen anything like you. And Picard breaks the wall. He goes for full inception. He says, we're not from this world. None of us are. We're from a world of fabulous riches, a world where there's objects far greater than the one you seek. And this is like, it is a bit like Inception in a different way, because then Leech starts to get really nervous. It really wears on the computer, I think, knowing it's fake or manufactured. He says, you're a PI. You've never mentioned this before. And the cop says, I'm not buying it either, Dix. This is weak stuff. And Picard says, I just look like Dixon Hill. I'm not uh, Dixon Hill. And then Data says, he speaks the truth, sir. From your point of view, he's only a facsimile, a cheap imitation. Uh, Data tries to get captains back, uh, but r- roasts, roasts? I don't know what that means. Uh, but the captain says, thank you, Data. Oh, he goes, sorry, sir. And Red Black goes, what a wonderful fiction, quite entertaining. I admire your skill at ab- trying to obfuscate our reality. I think that's what he said, obfuscate or something. And Data says, it is you who are not real, sir. And I don't know if it's Picard or Crusher. I think it was Crusher. He goes, Data? It's just mean. You can't call somebody uh, not real. And then Leech, really, he doesn't like, I don't like this. Because uh, Data says, your imaginary characters derived from world fiction. You're not even a real imaginary character. You're a derivative fictional character. And the cop's like, this, they're not going to fall for your lies. And Data goes, I'm afraid you're not even real, uh, officer. And Leech goes, you're making me crazy. He goes, Red Black, you got to make him stop. And Red Black goes, this is interesting to me. He's even a smart program. He goes, let's test this theory out. And he goes, you know, but we're not going to do anything immoral. We're going to do stuff with a purpose here. Uh, and a purpose that's ingenious. And Leach says, well, what's our purpose, Mr. Red Black? He goes, we're on a quest for knowledge, Mr. Leach. We want the item. And they go back and forth. Picard finally says, well, I have the item hidden here. And uh, Red Black says, well, I knew it. Uh, he goes, man, you're what a character you are. Until the last moment, testing my resolve. All right, where is it? And Ricard says, well, you got to do something for me if you want me to give it to you. And he goes, uh, make your thoughts fruitful and your words eloquent because I don't have time to waste. And Ricard says, uh, okay, uh, there's, here's my price. He goes, oh, I'm a new your man of my stripe. And he goes, you got to get this guy a dry shirt. Go on to the Enterprise and get this guy a dry shirt. Uh, preferably, you know, unif- get his uniform back, a historian uniform. And then it cuts to the bridge, and Troy and Riker, are trying, they're like, man, we're running we're running out of time here. This is not good. And uh, the, the Riker says, call the insects. And they just make this insect call. And then they call Wesley, and they're like, Wesley needs a couple more hours. You know, it's a bi-converter. And Riker says, forget the explanations. Can you do it? He goes, well, if I do it wrong, you know, it, it could be, be bad. 
but then it was weird because he says, Riker says, well, how much time do you need, actually? And then he goes, no, no. He goes, whether I do it now or later, it's the same risk. And Riker says, do it. And then we go back to the uh, San Francisco uh, risks to be damned. Did Riker say that or is that just what I heard? If we can. A computer, I didn't know that. So, oh, okay. Uh, then we start jumping back and forth. Like, uh, uh, first, oh, the first is a thing with uh, Red Block who says, uh, what, what, he goes, we got to fix the computer, Picard says, and Red Black says, computer, I don't know that word. And Data says, an electrical or mechanical apparatus capable of carrying out repetitious or complex mathematical operations at high speeds. And Leach is like, you got to stop talking about this. And then Wesley's working, and then suddenly all the characters in the office are in a snowstorm. Uh, then the exit appears, and Picard says, that's the way to our world. And Red Black says, remarkable, is this a two-way passage? Can one enter your world and return to this one by stepping through? And Picard says, oh, yeah, if you let us get Mr. Whalen a shirt, you know, we'll bring, I'll go get the item and bring it back to you. And Red Black, oh, no, 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 you're going to stay here. I'm going through the door. And Data says, no, no, you can't go through there. It's not possible. And Red Black looks at Data. He says, one look at you is proof anything is possible. And he goes, take a step back, Hill. And then he says, you know, keep all these guys. And then Red, Red Black goes, come on, Mr. Leach. Au revoir, uh, mon ami. Our destiny awaits. And then him and Red, Red Leach stepped through. And he says, a whole new world to plunder. And then they they just dissipate. He goes, you can't do this to me. I'm Cyrus Red Black. And then they, you know, their computers, they vanish. I mean, they're not, I think they were constructs from the, uh, they kind of explain it. I don't know if it's this episode or another one, uh, that materially, I think they're real. I, I don't quite get it. I mean, I'm sure I'll watch enough Star Trek over the next year or two. I'll get it soon enough. Uh, but Data saves the day. He does this cool move, and then he gets Waylon and carries him off to get his shirt. And uh, Crusher returns to the ship with Data and uh, Waylon. And then Picard and the cop, we have that scene with the looking out the window and the sad music from the top where they say, okay, this is the big goodbye. And he says, tell me something, you know, is this world still going to be here? And he says, I don't know. And then the lights go out and the captain steps onto the bridge, taking off his jacket. He says, I'm ready, number, ready. Oh, he says, ready, sir. And Picard says, ready as I'll ever be. And he loosens his tie. And he says, open hailing frequencies, and then he does the, he does it perfect in uh, their language. And they say, you, you've honored us, as Jardarians say, you've honored us with your words of greeting. A new day dawns between us. Yeah, he drops it, uh, Jardarian language, perfectly, nails it. There's applause on the bridge. And then Data even takes a spot. Data's still in his full outfit. And, you know, Data, they still have to do a little uh, vacation because the Riker says, so how was your trip, Captain? You know, you, you dress like uh, totally uh, wild. And he says, uh, it's a nice place to visit, number one, but, you know, I wouldn't want to, you know, spend the end of my life there. Uh, but even Picard's mannerism and saying it and then kind of Troy going along and just rewatching it's really good. 
And then LaForge, Jordy kind of says, hey, Data, how was it? And Data starts doing material. He goes, it was raining by the, in the city by the bay. A hard enough rain to wash away. And Picard says, Data. And uh, Data says, sorry, sir. I got, you know, I'm glitching over here. And then Picard says, Lieutenant, take us out of orbit. And Jordy says, aye, sir. And Picard says, and Mr. LaForge? He goes, yes, sir. He goes, step on it. Picard, he does it. He closes it out a little uh, with a little humor. And that was how the episode came to a close.